0: And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords. at Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday as we claw ourselves up that hump. <laughs> yes. We
1: are still early in that hump, though. I uh, have a whole day to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just getting started, which is why we're here, hoping that all our listeners are caught up with the daily headlines so they can start their day fresh, smart, well informed. So let's get started. It's time for keyword news. We're going to try to clarify these major headlines for our listeners. This is our first pick of the day Heatwave warning. So a scorching heat wave continues to grip the nation with officials issuing warnings and raising the the severity level to the highest in its four-tier system. So it's not just us complaining about the weather. It's pretty serious. What's the latest?
1: Yeah, so the government activated uh, a level uh, one response of the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters from 6 p.m. yesterday. The heat wave warning level was raised to the highest level Uh, severe when the severe level is declared it means that in more than 40 percent of the 180 special warning areas nationwide uh, the highest perceived temperature will be 35 degrees celsius or higher for three or more consecutive days or in more than 10 percent of the 18 special warning areas the highest perceived temperature will be 38 degrees or higher for three or more consecutive days this is the First time a severe heat wave warning has been issued since 2019. Um, most areas yesterday reached temperatures around 33 degrees uh, Celsius. Places in southern Gyeonggi province, uh, in Yoju, for example, reached as high as 38.4 degrees. And obviously the uh, actual temperature or heat that you experience or feel on the skin is uh, tends to be much higher if you count in the humidity levels and whatnot. Um, and even after sunset, the heat won't ease up, leading leading to uh, tropical nights. So. I guess a lot of people uh, had their air conditioners on while they were sleeping as well, Mm. like myself, for example. (laughs) Uh, Now, the government is implementing measures to prevent heat-related damages on a nationwide scale as it expects the heat wave's impact to spread. Uh, The government has instructed relevant authorities to strengthen heat wave measures for vulnerable groups like outdoor workers and elderly um, farmers. That's where a lot of the casualties coming from Uh, they're also calling for measures to protect the agriculture livestock and fisheries industries Mm. as well as infrastructure like roads and railways and roads and railways are susceptible to damage not only from rain but also high heat as well and they also emphasize the importance of real-time monitoring to minimize uh, human and property damages caused by the uh, heat wave Mm. and unfortunately it's not uh, the end of it we're going to see at least a few more days of this intense heat, uh, daytime highs will be ranging from uh, 32 to 36 degrees Celsius for uh, the rest of the week, pretty oh. much. Uh, so you're going to have to brace uh, for this uh, scorcher. Uh, and um, yeah, it's best advised that people, of course, stay hydrated, stay indoors, uh, air conditioned indoors, that is. Uh, as much as possible. Uh, there's a saying in Korea that when it's hot, you go into banks. I don't think that's relevant now because <laughs> I think a lot of indoor facilities are well air conditioned now. But uh, that used to be kind of a cliche saying back in the day. But uh, yeah, but if you are out and about and you feel a bit too. Hot, then uh, pop into a bank uh, in an ATM vestibule or something <laughs> to keep cool.
0: It's been brought to my attention. That example and that cliche it, it tells people our age. Yeah. Apparently, the next generation yeah. <laughs> does not care much for cooling off in a bank. There are other options, right. like, I don't know, massive yeah. indoor malls.
1: <laughs> yeah, that could be an example. I went to a mall yesterday, in fact, but there were spots where the air conditioning was <laughs> uh, very uh, rampant and they were very cool, but there were other parts of the mall yeah. that were. Still a bit humid and Mm. uh, not so well air-conditioned. I think Mm. it's because of the large scale of the indoor space. You know, ATM vestibules tend to be uh, small and uh, compact. So I think it's well air-conditioned all throughout. But uh, (laughs) yeah, these malls, uh,
0: you have to find the right spot. Mm. Take your pick. But the idea remains the same. Stay cool and stay safe, Uh, which brings our attention to protecting the especially vulnerable. This is a related second keyword of the day.
1: Heat-related illnesses.
0: So the ongoing heat wave is raising concerns about the health of vulnerable elderly people, especially those who are living alone. Property damage is also a major concern. Can you tell us the details of how the government, especially the welfare ministry, wants to intervene?
1: Right. So if we look at the latest data, uh, as of yesterday, health officials reported a total of uh, just under one, uh, 1 heat related illness cases nationwide this year. Three hundred thirty seven cases or just over twenty eight percent of them were among people aged sixty five and above. Also, the majority of deaths related to heat-related illnesses are also individuals aged 65 or above. Uh, Elderly people are at higher risk of heat-related illnesses, of course, due to their reduced ability to regulate body temperature and recognise the signs of heat-related um, issues. Those living in low-income households with uh, without proper cooling facilities or elderly individuals without caregivers are especially at risk in the heat. Uh, in response, the government has strengthened measures to protect vulnerable elderly people from heat-related harms since May. Uh, for example, when the heatwave advisories are issued, around 34,000 life support workers actually check up on the elderly, uh, either through phone calls or visits. Uh, the government also has what it calls an emergency safety and security service that detects emergency situations within vulnerable elderly households. Uh, it has monitors and radar sensors, for example, installed inside the homes of these vulnerable people mm. to check a uh, uh, heart rate, uh, breathing, and it also um, issues heatwave advisories mm. uh, and other instructions via speakers mm. um, as well. And uh, it is important that these elderly people do get the care and people to help them um, get through the heat wave. I was speaking to my uh, grandmother just the other day, and uh, she's one of those people who likes to save energy whenever possible. Mm. So she doesn't really keep the air conditioner on. I always nag her and uh, tell her to keep it on and um, don't not to worry about the electricity bill that much. And uh, uh, the local government there actually supports, uh, where she lives, supports um, some of the... Shoulders some of the utility bills and also sends a person out to her to okay. check as well if she's doing OK. So uh, mm. that does give a bit of peace of mind to mm. uh, children or grandchildren alike. But mm. um, yeah, so the government is putting in some measures uh, to make sure that these elderly people are well taken care
0: of. This is one part where I think tech and wearables, for example, can really help, right? I mean, it's Mm. one thing to call them, but if you have a visual and if you can see what's happening, it might be more helpful too. Now, if you Mm. started talking security and privacy, that's that's a whole different topic, so I'll leave it there for now. Uh, When we talk about who remains most vulnerable to heat, of course, we have to talk about workers who are exposed to dire conditions. Mm. Like, for example, a giant warehouse with no air conditioning.
1: Yeah, so this uh, refers to a coupon, a coupang rather, a logistics center branch. Uh, they the Workers there demanded a one day strike and requested mm. guaranteed rest breaks of 10 to 15 minutes every hour. That's because workers claimed inside temperatures of the warehouse of more than 34 degrees with a humidity of uh, 58%. Uh, they criticise Kupang for ignoring safety regulations and accuse the government of turning a blind eye to it. Uh, and several labour unions in the field, uh, such as logistics and couriers, are also throwing their support behind the Kupang branch's demands. Uh, and the issue of hot warehouses is spreading to uh, other companies as uh, well, and it, that certainly is an issue uh, where these large-scale indoor spaces mm. are not really well uh, air-conditioned. I went to um, uh, a big furniture, Swedish furniture <laughs> store, yesterday. <Sure. laughs> cause I, I don't think I'm allowed to say the brand, right, but it's right. well-known. Blue and yellow are the go iconic Go on, colors. go on. So what about
0: it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it has a large warehouse, right? And I was uh, walking through it yesterday. And um, that area, that particular warehouse, I think was... Uh, Air conditioned, but not really uh, that much. You could tell the difference between the showroom and the warehouse itself. So Mm. it certainly goes to show that uh, in places of work, uh, in these logistics centers, uh, these workers are getting uh, more frustrated as the heat goes on.
0: That's right. And proper protection should be provided. I mean, just recently we talked about at another wholesale market, an employee losing his life because he was exposed Mm. to such dire conditions. So maybe we should address it before. We lose another life. Uh, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Teachers' rights. So guidelines specifying the scope of teachers' authority in the classroom are expected to be applied in schools during the second semester. I think it's worth also noting it, it, it should be separated from our conversations on a teachers' privacy and their rights, right? I mean, this mm. is about strictly in the classroom. How much authority do they exert?
1: Mm. Right, so this all stems, of course, from that uh, unfortunate... Suicide of that young teacher who Mm. apparently took her own life because of uh, bullying by a parent uh, is what the uh, claim is. Mm. And, of course, uh, basically um, giving more rights to students and giving them more authority in the classroom rather than the teachers themselves. So diminishing the teacher's authorities in the classroom. And Mm. uh, that was the major concern in this case. And uh, uh, the education ministry... Plans to establish detailed guidelines containing specific guidance, scope and methods uh, by this month. Uh, Initially, the guidelines were expected to be finalized in December after collecting opinions and ongoing through uh, the necessary procedures. However, President Yoon ordered the ministry to speed up the process and implement the guidelines during the second Semester. Now, according to the Administrative Procedure Act, the notice period for guidelines should be at least 20 days, but it can be shortened to 10 if there is an urgent need. Mm. Uh, The Ministry plans to carry out the administrative notice as quickly as possible and simultaneously proceed with discussions with relevant agencies uh, to streamline and speed up the process. Uh, Ministry officials said that since collecting opinions is already done through the administrative notice, uh, this period. Um, can be shortened. So this does uh, provide some more uh, specifications as to uh, the authority in the classroom for teachers, but Mm. also their kind of roles in guiding students as well and what kind of um, freedoms uh, the students uh, might have in the classroom as well and what freedoms they do not have Mm. as well in the classroom.
0: Proper guideline would allow schools to better protect these teachers too in case Mm. there is trouble with any of the students or the parents. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Metal supply chains. So China's export restrictions of key materials used to make chips and displays, which is intended to hurt the United States, has the potential to disrupt the supply chains of Korean chip makers, too. Collateral damage from both ends. How is the Korean government Mm. reacting?
1: Yeah, so these concern the exports of gallium and germanium, uh, basically two key Uh, materials for the use of uh, manufacturing of chips uh, and displays. Uh, China accounted for 39% of Korea's gallium imports last year. The number is 89% for germanium. So certainly Mm. Korea has a high dependency on these imports. Now, the restrictions mean that exporters need specific approval to export these two materials from China and must apply for special state permits. China cited national security as the motivation behind the move. However, the Korean government is downplaying the impact on the Korean economy, saying its uh, impact is a bit limited. But uh, of course, chip and display companies are worried about the risks to their supply chain if the restrictions grow protracted. Now in response, the Korean government has started to enhance the monitoring of the supply chains of key metals for chip making and high tech industries. It is also seeking measures to minimize industry wide impacts as well. And in relation to this, Um, The trade ministry held a meeting with the associations of chip makers, display firms and other related sectors yesterday and they discussed ways to protect the supply chains. The government will set up consultation bodies to be in charge of sharing information on global supply situations and developing technologies uh, for replacements if uh, necessary as well.
0: All right, with that, we move on to our final keyword of the day.
1: Drone attack.
0: So Ukraine has increased strikes inside Russian borders. A building in Moscow has been damaged by a drone strike for the second time in two days. This does show Ukraine's intent to step up attacks on strategic targets inside Russia. What's the latest?
1: Yeah, so the drone hit the 42-story, what's known as the IQ Tower, uh, quarter tower rather, which houses the offices of Russian Trade, Digital and Economic Development Ministries. It is part of the Moscow City Business uh, district. Uh, so it is a uh, key um, kind of target for Ukraine. Now, Russia's defense ministry blamed Ukraine for the latest attack, though Kyiv did not comment on responsibility. It did warn Russia that the conflict could soon move to its territory. Uh, no one was reportedly injured uh, in the skyscraper uh, attack. Uh, the ministry said that two more Ukrainian drones were also shot down by anti-aircraft systems elsewhere in the Uh, Moscow region. Uh, And Moscow has repeatedly accused Ukraine of carrying out drone strikes on its territory in recent months, including one um, on the Kremlin as well. There's no outright kind of admission from Kiev of them, but Mm. uh, certainly the military tensions are escalating between the two countries in this ongoing conflict.
0: Thank you very much, Anand, for today's coverage. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: You too. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow.